everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's Wednesday night. Time for a street fight. Brett and Brian in the basement. Once again, going off about politics, politics, the normal things. Trying to create a world without hierarchy and oppression. Working on making a party where everybody uh, has fun. And uh, hopefully one day seeing... A, a different world, a new place that we build on a flattened earth where there is, uh, there's no more bosses and landlords to tell us what to do. Thanks for being here, as always. Uh, you can find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We do a live stream every single Wednesday and Sunday night. On Sunday nights, we take your calls. So if you got stories about your boss, stories about D.A.R.E., stories about military recruitment, drug deals gone wrong, whatever it may be, Give us a call this Sunday. We'll be answering them 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. You can watch and chat along with everybody else. Um, I'll try to be in the chat as much as I can, but it also distracts me from doing the show. So you get what you get. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. And we're going to be live this Friday night in Lexington, Kentucky with the Trillbillies Worker Party podcast. Uh, this is going to be a monumental show. There's already, most of the tickets are sold. You need to get to store.streetfightradio.com. Get your tickets now. Um, we're definitely going to get to a sellout. I'm, I'm fairly sure of it. Uh, that's happening this Friday, June 14th, Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, doors are at 9. Show is at 10. We're going to hang out and drink and party and all that. Head to store.streetfightradio.com to get tickets. Uh, I also want, they're only 10 bucks a person. And I looked it up when Fugazi started and they had their $5 only limit on their ticket prices. That is equal to $11 in today's money when they started. So uh, we are under Fugazi when it comes to ticket prices. Uh, we are also going to do a live show in Columbus, Ohio at the end of this month on June 28th. That's a Friday night right before ComFest here in Columbus, Ohio. $10 short north stage. We're going to be in the side room called the green room. Doors at 7. Show is at 8. Tickets are available at store.streetfightradio.com. And please RSVP, RSVP to those Facebook events so that people can see that it's happening. I try my best to let, let everyone know. But as soon as we do a show, somebody asks us when we're coming to their town about three days later. Uh, I think that's all. I think I got everything in here. I'm ready to get high. I'm uh, drinking today the uh, local brewery, Seventh Sun, their Peach Blossom Fruited Saison beer. It's good. What's up, dude? Not much. Uh want to throw out, uh, before we get started on the actual show, I want to throw my full support behind my buddy Jack Allison and his war with Michael Che and the writer's room at Saturday Night Live. I didn't know that was happening. <laughs> He's Jack. You know, He's he gets a, under their skin. I don't know how he does it. He says the right thing. He knows enough industry stuff. And <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, you don't want a guy like that after you. Like me and you have said, people that come after us are usually clowns. And they don't know what they're talking about. They make up a bunch of stuff. It's funny. When you got somebody that knows what they're talking about, that's scary. Like that's I, I'm, I'm scared for the day when someone that can tear me down sends me that at, you know, on Twitter. Right. I love Jack too. I mean, he was just posting about SNL, and then uh, Michael Che 
went to his Twitter somehow and started posting about him on his uh, Snapchat and saying all the usual stuff people say about Jack, which cracks me up, is stuff like, I've talked to some showrunners and they really don't like him. It's oh, like, yeah. no shit. He yells at him all the fucking time. <laughs> we love Jack. Full support from the Street Fight crew on on all of Jack's wars, really, to yeah. tell you the truth. One more thing I wanted to say. We do have a P.O. box. If you want to send something, P.O. box 82306, Columbus, Ohio, 43202. We got a couple more things in the mail. We got some really cool flags from Frankie Knuckles. Thank you, Frankie Knuckles. We're going to hang them up. But people can't see. It's an IWW flag. And then there's also a Sabo Cat flag with the uh, black and red. Cool flags. Fucking good flags. We're going to hang them up. Good studio decorations. And then we also got all the way from my high school. Yes, we have a Sega Dreamcast A Sega now. Dreamcast from Bianca. Thank now you we for just... sending this. We just had to get a comfortable place to sit and play it, and we'll we'll be set up, right? Yes, we we're can in an do... office or a room or something or a TV, even maybe. I don't know. We can um, hook up the. We can play Blast Corpse. We can Jet play Grind Radio, baby. Soul Caliber. Uh, yeah, plenty of gaming to be done. Yeah, with that the weird ass Dreamcast controller that doesn't fit anyone's hand. Yeah, bad controller, but it's great. such a weird just controller. A great fucking so system. like, it just feels like you're. I don't know. It feels like you're trying to break it in half. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to kick off the show this week with some interesting news. Uh, my car's broke. My car broke down, Brett. It it's finally, done. It did it. It shat the bed, I believe. Now, I don't think it's permanently injured. I don't think it's dead. Actually, when I called uh, the uh, car dealership, which I had it towed to because it's a common rookie mistake. You know, your, your car won't start. So you're sitting around and you're trying to think like, ah, what should I do? Well, it's a weird car. It's not weird. It's a Kia. It, it is a weird problem. So the best place to send it to is the dealership. And then maybe they can hook it to one of their proprietary computers and figure out what the problem is. Still awaiting that diagnosis and what they're going to do to fix it so no dealerships usually like a bajillion dollars though. i know i know I believe mean, that's, me that's i mean that's the right place to go but it is expensive i know i know that's what i'm starting to think it's like if they say they're just going to replace the starter then i should have taken it to goddamn toughy or something you know yeah like just a place that'll do it quickly i don't know what to do man i like it's never i mean it's always i just i mean i always just make the decision and go with it and stop thinking about it you right know? i mean i i guess i don't I haven't had a huge car problem in a long time, uh, thankfully. So I'm, I've had the luxury of not having to worry about it. I have gotten some accident. We had somebody back into us, and then they did a hit and run. And then we tried to, you know, we had someone that left behind their information and said, hey, I saw someone hit and run your van. And then they were like, well, we investigated, and we can't do anything. If you want to get it fixed, you can pay your deductible, though. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, great. Yeah, it was like a weird, it, it's like, uh, I, the thing I want to talk about is because we started the basement show last week talking about a guy who wrote an article about a $400 emergency expense. Uh, most, most Americans can cover it, right? Like can't cover it. And, and we talked about, you know, how bad that fucks you. 
Uh, I think we did a good job kind of articulating how bad a $400 mystery expense hits you financially. Yeah. But I don't think, I think that like now that I'm going through it, a $400 emergency expense, uh, especially at a time where I, I do have more money than I've had in a long time. Like I'm not doing poorly. I don't make bad money. My wife makes okay money. And we're just like, I mean, over the past five months, six months, I, I'm a good, I'm, I've been in a pretty good spot yeah. financially. I haven't been broke. I haven't had to yeah. borrow money. I haven't had to do any kind of financial gymnastics. And, um, like it hit me really hard today, like, like depression wise, like it hit, it, I, I think that not enough has ever been said about like, I guess like, I hate to say PTSD from like poverty and stuff, but like this, listen, and, and the listeners, people on Twitter told me to start a GoFundMe. And the, the truth is like, we can figure this out. Like the, the business, me and Brett have already, talked and i i think we can figure this out this is not gonna sink me you know what i mean this isn't like gofundme territory and if it is i will actually do something to earn the money whether it's like a stream or a fundraising drive or some shit where i do something it's not like a big deal if it's but uh man you know even though i know that i can handle it it fucking hurts dude it's tough like i feel i mean yeah like a mess you're just, I mean, you, you go, you go in, you're just in free fall, right? I mean, once something bad happens, it's like you, 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 you freak out, like, or you just say like, I, I have to deal with this now. And then if, until it gets fixed, it's just all wondering, like you, you got to like make dinner still, you got to get other things done. But this entire time in the back of your mind is like, how can I get? I can get a hundred dollars from this. I can return something we just bought, you know, to get $60. I can, uh, fuck. Somebody owes me $40. Who owes me $40? See, you're doing this, you know, but in regular life is happening. It seems like you're, you know, you know, taking care of it, but like you, it's desperate. It's just pure desperation. Mm-hmm. You go back to like animalistic. Uh, everything's about to fall apart. You right. Know? I went to the coffee shop today, which you're not supposed to do if you're that broke. That is a bad idea. You're not allowed to do that if you're broke. I went to the coffee shop and a woman was like, are you okay? And I was like, uh, yeah, you know, car trouble. And she was like, oh shit, I know how that feels. And then she got bummed for me. Right. And it's like, take a load off, Brian. And there was this thing that was like, so then I started texting Brett and I was like, dude, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I got tears in my eyes. I don't really know what the fuck to do. I told him not to sell the PS4. He did tell me not to sell the PS4, like, You better not nice. sell that fucking PS4. <laughs> we fucking bought that shit full price. He did <laughs> tell me not to it again. He did tell me not to sell the PS4, <laughs> uh, which was a good actual. He knows me too well. It, that didn't even pop into my mind until it you said it for some reason. Oh, yeah, because really? I figured, like, I, like yeah. I said, my wife gets paid next Thursday. I'm not going to let you take that. If you told me you took that fucking thing to there and they let them give you $66 or yeah. whatever they're going to give you for it, I would have fucking been pissed. No, I wasn't. It didn't even cross my mind. It, I called you right away and you were like, well, yeah, we can figure it out. We just have to wait till Friday. So like it's this is again, I can't stress how it's not like a huge deal. No. I have some money and on Friday I can get more money. 
if to, to get me till next Thursday is all I got to get to. And all my bills are paid. But I am like sad, dude. Wow. I am in a spiral. And I'm mad at myself because... Uh, I've always, we've always been very honest about our finances. Right. And I had money earlier in the week and, and we decided to go to Austin city limits. So I decided to start buying the tickets. I bought some, I started the process of buying the tickets. And then I was like, well, we're going to need a place to stay while we're there. And if you pay for the hotel ahead of time, then you don't have to worry about it at that time. And I found a hotel room for like $500 and I, I paid for the hotel room early so I could get $200 off of it, right? Yeah. And so today, when I'm trying to figure out how to deal with this car, which by the way, uh, luckily, and I can't recommend this more, I know that a lot of the listeners are broke, but when you get insurance, like just check all the boxes, just take everything and make that your insurance payment. Because I know, it feels like a lot of money, but you're really nickel and diming when you start taking things like roadside assistance or you start taking the higher deductible or things like that. Like you're really talking about 10 to $15 a month. Yes. Here or there. I paid two $500 deductibles and I was like, that needs to be 250. Yeah. That needs to be 250. Yeah. I knocked mine down to a hundred, <laughs> but I pay a decent amount every oh, month. Of course. But like I knocked it down to a hundred and I had roadside assistance so I could get my car towed for free, which is yeah. getting it towed was even stressing me out because it was like so i gotta pay a hundred fucking dollars to tow this yeah. thing 11 miles and then it gets there where am i gonna get the money to do the fix and yeah. like i just feel for i just like this guy writes this fucking thing for rich people in bloomberg for like investors and shit like that to like i guess assuage their guilt for holding hoarding wealth and and like hiding their money yes. from taxes and shit like that and like i'm just people sitting aren't here doing like bad. this bernie sanders shit is stupid people aren't doing bad they're they're just complainers they can lease anything they want why are they complaining yeah and i'm just feeling horrible like I don't know, man. Well, that, I mean, for me, even as someone that is, that uh, my wife is like, uh, you know, has a high income job. So I am still planning things out. Like we still pay. We have to pay for all the bills. We have to pay for the insurance. We do pay the student loans now. But like when when we were doing the sh when we were leaving in April to do a 10 day tour during the school year, I can't find like 10 people to pick up my kid after school. So we signed up for Latchkey and it turned out being like $240. And I don't, we don't really have extra. We do put money into savings, but you know, that's, that's why we, you know, we still have never had like a decent savings account because these things, eventually you need $300, Yeah, you know, and you start tacking it on. You have a plan for the next six months to get you somewhere. And then you fit like, well, now I have to come back from another right. $400, $300 deficit and you're like, it's only $50 a month. And then you're like, I don't have $50 a right. month. I don't have 75 extra dollars a month to make this fucking work. Right. And the reason I brought up ACL in the hotel is because like, I feel horrible about having done that now. You know what I mean? Like, it's sure. like, why did I do that? $500 right. is about what it's going to cost to get the car fixed. And I fucking just blew that on a hotel room for something that I'm doing in October, you know? Right. A and, and like... 
you just, I, this happened last month too. Like near the end of the month we were broke and it's because I paid all my bills at the same time because I didn't think anything was going to happen. And then a bunch of shit happened. Oh, I did that. When we went to Las Vegas, man, we lost so much money in Las Vegas that like I almost bottomed out everything because I, I missed the car payment once and was like, I'm just going to pay at the beginning of the month. I'm not going to wait for the second check. And I almost bottomed out. It was so fucking close. Yeah. And I just was like, really, I, I just, I, I just, for people that are going through that, like, don't feel bad for me. But I'm bringing this up to talk yeah, about, I mean, like, I mean, yeah. I'm bringing this up to be like, these are middle class fancy problems we have. Yeah, and it it does kick the yeah. shit out of you, no matter who you are, and no matter where you're at. Like, you can't unless you're making ten thousand dollars a month, dude. Something like I, I this is gonna kick the shit I out. I just of you. read a Crack.com article about the janitorial service at movie theaters. It is all outsourced and. It's usually the job of one person. Yeah. They have one, like what they said, mostly immigrant for work. I saw that actually. Yeah. When I go to the movies because I go to the movies at like 11 o'clock yeah. on weeknight. So I see who's cleaning. Them. Yeah. And that's who's taking care of all of that. Getting paid $300 a week, mm -hmm. they said. $300 a week to work six, seven days in a movie theater cleaning up after everyone, every disgusting person that goes there and, you know. Yeah. leaves their trash behind it's and, just and, and, like that's a week that's more than a week's worth of pay for somebody like that you and know? i'm looking into payday advances already i mean like i said i am taken care of but like i think the the <laughs> i hate to say it like this but trauma from like years and years and years of like hustling for it like i don't feel like i'm out on the other end now yeah, you it know? sucks, man. You're still paying for that car too. Yeah, I like... saw. I just looked. I still have ten thousand dollars left to pay on that car. It really bummed me out actually to see that I still have ten thousand dollars left to pay on that car because I've been paying on it for like two years, and I just looked up what the list price is for one of those cars, and it's ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how most loans work. Looked at it and I was like, "This is not fucking fair, man." But it's a gamble. You know, things are going. It's fine. It's you fine, know, I'm going to be a hundred percent okay. It's, I have a lot of credit card debt I would go into for Brian. Yeah. But, it is, like, but, but like you, you can't, but again, and the reason I brought it up is because you can't like get rid of my depression and you can't get rid of me feeling bad about purchases I made that I can afford. I can fucking afford to go to Austin city limits. Yeah. I have, I make enough money to be able to go to that concert with my family and take a fucking vacation, yeah. you know? And it killed it kicked my fucking ass and there are people dude who like they didn't the reason they can't afford to get their car fixed is because they fucking went grocery shopping already this week and and yeah. they bought food thinking that they weren't gonna have car problems you know right and so just i just wanted to re like just just the no, world yeah, that NPR, those people are living in is bullshit. NPR Planet Money isn't talking about this. There's no Bloomberg or Cabbage fucking infographics about this. Well, here's something that radio uh, NPR is talking about that I'm seeing all over the news that I feel like Street Fight needs to cover. This is by Nick Evans at uh, WOSU Radio. A weekend incident on Columbus's south side is forcing city officials and residents to once again wrestle with the lines of justifiable use of force by police officers. Okay. In a late night press release Monday, Columbus police shared nearly an hour of footage from body and dashboard cameras capturing the June 7th incident. From a number of angles, it shows an officer punching 25-year-old Jonathan Robinson in the neck. A woman, this, did this you hear the oh story? Oh, no, the popo. 
Yeah, this is the dancing cop. Yes. Which is, we wanted to bring this up because, God, I wish somebody could go back through the audio, but we were like, this dancing cop is bad news. <laughs> Do you remember saying that the dancing cop was a bad news like a months ago? <laughs> When well, he danced, I, think I first found him at uh, he did uh, what's it called? Six one four fest. It's yes, uh, it's, I think it's summer fest. Summer they just fest. Call it summer fest. Summer yeah. fest. It's on the river. It's usually prominent black artists that are there. And last year he went out and did the Dougie yes. in front of everybody, and it was kind of a local viral clip. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started following him. And I, he does, he does go and like parks his cruiser in a basketball court and then does Fortnite dances with <laughs> black kids. <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. Well, uh, so in a late, uh, so a woman Robinson identified as his wife can be seen approaching a house and police order her to stop. As officers approach the woman, Robinson advances. He stops short of the officers and can be heard saying, or what to one officer's repeated orders to get back uh-huh. at that point. He's on his property, by the way, and I know where big property is theft kind of guys or well, whatever. I mean, but he, I, if I'm standing in my yard and some motherfucker is there yeah, giving right. me orders, it's right. like, what? What are you gonna fucking do, man? This is my this yard. my fucking house. This takes us a sidewalk. It's like when the cops came to my house because I was cooking weed, and uh, the whole thing smelled, and my neighbor called the police, and they were like, "You mind if we come in and look at it?" And I was just like, "Yes, I do mind if yeah, you come I don't in want and you look. in here." I. There's weed in here. You stay out there. I said, there's, I I said, there's, I was like, there's a a negligible amount of weed in here. And by the time you get here, I will have thrown it down the toilet. And they were just like, okay, well, this is a waste of time. And I had a quarter, dude. So if they kick my fucking door in for a quarter ounce of weed, like, what would the result have been in the fucking end? You know, for right. them, I, I was doing basically a cost benefit analysis for the police department. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. At that point, another officer approaches and pushes Robinson away. After Robinson turns to face him, the officer swings and hits Robinson in the neck. I've been punched in the neck too. That is sucks, like, dude. Bit, like it's right like here. Get, rather get hit in the face. Yeah, I know. Uh, you will always rather get hit right here than in the face. <laughs> on, the, on the side of the neck than in the face. So that's who, that's where I got punched when they robbed me for when I broke yeah. my wrist. They punched me like right here. It kind of because they'll punch you in the neck. It'll slide up your arm and just yeah. hit you in the neck, and it's just like, oh, okay, whatever. Right. And uh, getting hit in the face is always the worst situation. There's no good got, hit getting hit in the face situation. Somebody punched somebody punched me on the side of the neck, and it was like had enough contact that they just like pushed me over, and yeah. I like slammed my head on the ground. Ah, uh, you ever been punched in the face, Jason? How's it feel? I mean, you like punch it? in the face sucks. Yeah. Jason does not like getting punched in the face. I know. I've but seen like Jason punch a lot of guys in the like, face. Uh, it's, the neck is obnoxious. Nobody wants to get hit in the neck. It's an accident. You know what? It's getting a, yeah, punched it's, in the neck by the cops says more than anything. It's just. He was just swinging for the fences. Swinging he just throwing his arm out there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's. I don't know. I don't know why they want them doing this. What is, is this considered police work? So I, I think we should, we're, we're, uh, we're going to read the rest Can of the story the because video? there is more to it. There there's, there's uh and I've read a few different accounts of it, but this NPR one is probably as good as any. So they were responding to gunshots that were actually fireworks. Okay. Okay. There were gunshots somewhere in the neighborhood, uh, fireworks going off somewhere in the neighborhood. Okay. And uh, 
they saw them outside or something and then they became suspects, right? Like, oh, you know, we thought we heard gunshots. There's these people out here. Let's start a whole fucking big to do. Yeah. You know? So uh, they talked to Surge. Um, actually, give me two seconds, Brett. Uh, you got I don't know what the fuck they're doing is like they're. This is absolutely ridiculous. He grabs that guy. He grabs the guy that's talking to another officer, pushes his shoulder, and then just hauls off on him. Yeah. I don't, you punch it, a guy like, in the fucking throat. You punch a guy in the neck, and you're just not being careful, no. I guess, is the point I'm making. Like, it's just... Uh, and, and this is... I mean, this is just normal, like, get in line. I mean, it looks like just hitting a dog to me. Like, he just swings at the fucking guy like... You know, you're going to stop with you're going to stop confronting us, right? Let's do this. Let's uh, he's, put he's your headphones in. Well, you're already in, Brett. Let's play the news story. Okay. Discover oh, cool. With floral fusion right on. Yeah. Discover soft skin. That. Okay, here we go. Oh, cool. The commercial. Outraged Just after a Columbus police officer is caught on cell phone video punching a man. Tonight, a Columbus police officer has gone viral for the second time, but it's not for his dancing skills. An officer known as the dancing cop is now seen on video pushing and hitting a man while on call. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniela Vittable. Oh, shit. Damn, now, what's that? That's a name. video has sparked outrage only on NBC4. We hear from the man who was Oh, uh, here we go. This NBC4's is... Rob Snead joins us at the live from the Watch 4 Alert Desk. And Rob... You've been speaking with your police forces all day about this video. Danielle, my sources with the Columbus Police Department have confirmed that this is indeed Officer A.J. Johnson. Now, so many in the community yeah, saw we knew this that. Everybody video knows that. and have concerns about excessive police He's the force. News. That's not news. Man, he just Look at that shit. He and he's holding that a fucking machine gun. gun. I know, he's holding, him, he's holding like he a riot shotgun. Uh, I'm glad to be alive. Robinson yeah, and his yeah, brother, Daryl and Derek Sloan, sat down with NBC4 to tell their side of the story. The video post is now viral. It didn't Bam. need to happen in the way it happened. It all went down Friday evening on the 700 block of Stanley Avenue at this home. Daryl and Derek at the time say they heard what sounded like gunshots and brought the kids inside the house. Moments later, they say cops were at their door and ordered them to get out. Get the out! They say they complied. And Jonathan's wife, seen holding two toddlers, got permission from he cops to get up. the other children Freaked from the Freaked out, That's what way. happened. She starts to The cops are going after his, the street. his wife, and the, he runs in front the of officer her. officer, with his hand on his trigger, he does approaches her. Yeah. And is trying to you know, tell her what to do. He's trying to get involved. Jonathan he's, says he's he ran up and questioned the officers who stopped her to see what was going Holy on. Holy shit. The 25-year-old says exactly Officer Johnson approached him. came after Eric and Charlotte. I would be like, get like they knew away from them. They Kill was coming me, to get the kids out the house. They knew that. CPD like they assumed that somebody was coming interview, to kill them. Yeah, that's right? what they like, expect. They think these the are all cold-hearted killers. Quote, that Chief Tom are Quinlan like has reviewed the officer's the body video. And while down. uses of force can appear shocking, the officer on preliminary review Savages was protecting bystanders during a call for service where guns were fired. Full investigation to follow. Be patient. No. We will release the body-worn camera video Monday. They were guilty before. The video has sparked conversations about concerns with excessive police force. They were guilty immediately. Officer Johnson is a black police officer who is a native to East Columbus. He's gained national notoriety for going back to the inner city and encouraging black kids to do the right thing and stay in school through motivational speeches. And then he also punches their parents. And dancing. But then he will punch you in the fucking neck. And again, we are waiting for that body cam video, which is expected to be released on Monday. Now, Jonathan says. He's child. looking into filing a lawsuit. So 
what I mean, obviously, I'm just going to give like an anarchist sort of weirdly anarchist perspective on this. So we need, and that, we do like, need a theme song. We need a soundboard. Yeah, we need something to be like. This I don't know a, what's a good anarchist. Weirdly, whose a weird... side are you on, boy? Whose <laughs> side are you on? <laughs> we need a weirdly anarchist perspective theme song. But it, oh, we I am, talk to retail nightmares. I am just gonna. I I'm just gonna say that like. Who responds positively to somebody pointing a machine gun at their wife yep. and children? Yep. Especially if you're black, you're in a black neighborhood, and they're the fucking police. And how come the default for them is to just be ready to punch somebody in the fucking face? Why is that the fucking default? And why are we happy? Because they're... Yeah, I, because the rest of the community thinks like the police. Yeah, they think that they think that these people need to be controlled with fucking violence. Well, they didn't even fucking do anything. No, they didn't. They were just outside. They yeah. thought they heard gunshots. They tried to get their kids inside, and then the police punched them in the fucking neck. Yeah, yeah. It just it, it to me it it's one of those like uh, we're almost when he said like I'm thankful to be alive. In the thing, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. You came really close. To, you came really close to death right there. Right, like you came really close to fucking he, dying. I mean, to to for those of you that are just listening on the podcast, literally, this is happening in the middle of the road. A woman and her kid are moving away from officers, and he runs up and then stands firmly in front of them, like between them, right yeah. between them. Cause if somebody's going to get shot, say, you don't want your what's wife going on. Why are you here? Why are you pointing guns? Why are you, why did you roll up with, there was three or four of them with guns. Why are you fucking here? Right. They default to violence. That's that how they the get thing. things done. Yes. The, the, these, did you see the Cuyahoga up in uh, Cleveland? They were beating the shit out of that guy in fucking handcuffs. No. Oh, they had a guy on camera, the fucking cop, he takes his body cam, clicks it off, and of then course. just starts fucking mauling this guy. Yeah. Fucking four or five punches with his hands behind, the dude's handcuffed behind his back. Yeah. And and what was the re did did they say it was justified? Oh, did I don't know. Say, that, that just came out. To, that's hot Because that's news. one of those things. It's like, they'll say, like, uses of force, like they just said for this video, uses of force can appear shocking. Yeah. It's like, it. Like I feel like I... Brian could have handled that better than the police. Right. Easily. I think, yeah. I feel anybody, like anybody, anybody, but the police should have handled that. Yeah. I feel like you, they didn't we need machine guns going into the goddamn thing. They were holding fucking rifles. Dude. They had children. I know. Who's getting in a gunfight with a bunch of children around? Well, they, That's the thing about the fucking police, right? Is that they think it's just a bunch of animals that doesn't care about anything. Right. And they go out there and they, th it's like when they talk about Palestinians, right? They'll, they'll be like, oh, the IDF has to be ruthless because they'll has to they're shoot so kids because they'll use kids like a human shield. And it's like, no, they fucking don't. Nobody does that. Yeah. You know, you talk about, you blow up a fucking, you bomb a school, there's going to fucking be kids there, you know? Yeah. And it's the same thing with like, 
the police are the ones that are escalating to there was nothing going on there there was no violence there's a bunch of people, people hanging out confused as fuck yes and 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 it's one of those things where like in certain neighborhoods it's almost like wrong to hang out outside oh, no. like that like becomes that. a problem when everybody's hanging out outside oh that's a fuck i mean even when we were growing up in our neighborhood like they would come by over and over again to see what we were doing because there were a bunch of us hanging outside. We were doing crime though. So that's, yeah. it's almost understandable. But those people were just hanging out with their fucking neighbors on their porch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a gunshot. They, they haven't even come back and said what the gunshot was. Right. You haven't even heard that. Right. Who knows? It's just bullshit. So I got this next story. All right. Eh, you know, it ties in. Okay. Former Five Finger Death Punch drummer Jeremy Spencer is a fucking cop now because, of course, he is. This is from... <laughs> I got this from MetalSucks.com. <laughs> uh, Spencer left the band last year to be replaced by ex-Scale Scale the Summit skinsman Char Charlie Engen, citing the rigorous physical wear and tear of a chronic back issue. Okay. The boys in blue in Rockport, Indiana, it seems, don't demand peak physical fitness from their officers. Excuse me, reserve police officers. The role in which Spencer joined oh, the force of the... So now... He's doing a Seagal cop thing. Oh, no. He's, he's just retired in Indiana, and they call him down, right, to go answer some, some complaints and fill out paperwork. Well, here's this. Uh, oh, my God. This is something else, dude. I was recently sworn in as a reserve police officer of the Rockport, Indiana Police Department by City Mayor Gary Gay Ann Harney. I'm still a resident of Las Vegas, Nevada, but it's an honor oh, to be no. able to come back to this area where I can serve and protect the community as a p reserve police officer and help out my brothers. This is pretty much a. Uh, Honorary, ceremonial yes first of all but secondly police officer you know what i think reserve police officer means i i am guessing but they're the type of people that harass and like shoot like block watch type like george zimmerman is like a reserve <laughs> police officer type of guy i you know <laughs> i don't know what they could possibly have this guy doing i imagine picking up donuts for him and coffee maybe he probably would love to do that yeah i don't know doing tickets yeah, it's just that five. It's like, hey, I'm in town. I want to do some copping. Yeah, well, I mean, what what else is it? What like what what does a guy that lives in Las Vegas have yeah. anything to do with Illinois? Like, why does he? Why was he sworn in? What? <laughs> I don't know. Five Finger Death Punch stinks. Not a band that I like, but I feel like whenever what there's is, any metal news, especially in that kind of genre, it's important for us to cover it because yeah, what the was there? Um, what do they have? Something? Oh, they I, were blue on black. Yeah, they are very concerned. They have an album called American Capitalism. I knew that one. And they fucking love. But that it. song, Blue on Black, Sam. That is not that. Not that. Oh, that, say no, that song that's is the that shit. guys, dude. Oh, I love it? that song. Blue on black, <laughs> yeah. In the room, <laughs> that's the thing. good ass Don't song. Don't mean much. Is that Ken? Is that Whisper the Kenny Wayne Shepherd? Doesn't mean a thing. I think that's Days of the New. It's something. Blue I mean, on black. If yeah, that's the guy, no, that's man. not them. They're if heavy. that guy pulled me over, I'd be like, yeah, you did do that one song really Dog, good. You played drums on Blue on Black. <laughs> you, played, you played Blue on Black? You played Skins <laughs> on Blue on Black? No, he just, he, he's probably got George Zimmerman vibes for sure. Finger Death Punch top songs. I don't know if I've ever heard one of their no, songs. No, they, they like. were when you were, you weren't listening to The Blitz. And well, like that was... 
the main you like unless you worked on a job site that played music you've never heard five finger death punch. they covered uh, house of the rising sun oh there we can't play it on did they cover bad company too yes i've heard that one bum, i've heard bum, that one bum. so they're a cover band no they have their own songs they just stink they're just conservative rock music the wrong side of heaven what's the wrong side of heaven though they're probably saying like i'm christian but i want to go to the side of heaven that like Jimi hendrix is in right you know i want to go to like the like where the bad boys skid go. row yeah where like, the down boys go. <laughs> that's all rocks. Yeah. So. I want to go to that part now. Me and Brett, a couple weeks ago, when we were prepping the show, we listened to the down boys like four times. Yeah. The funny thing about it is that there was a guy I used to work with that went to community college for like music theory, but he was like a huge hair metal guy. And it was hilarious to me because he never finished the music thing and never <laughs> made it. He worked in a factory. And he was such a boring, awful guy. But when he would tell me about songs, like he told me about that song and he sang it so wrong. Like even the way that he would tell you about a song and then you would like listen to it and you're like, it doesn't sound like that at all. This guy doesn't know anything about music. You know, what's funny about, uh, I'll tell you this, my dad growing up, like hated my music. It was just something that like, I think he was so, he, I, I think like my dad has told me now that he's proud of me, that I am whatever I am. But I think one I think Popeye thing I said that, not your dad. No, he's like that. You know, my dad's like, oh, you're a touring act. You're doing this thing. It's it's impressive. Whatever. You know, he's he's impressed by it. But like when I was growing up, I think that like I really, really, really let him down in like music taste in a way, because my dad does like music that listeners would like my dad. You know, he likes like Elton John, that goodbye yellow brick road. He likes Pink Floyd. He likes the cars. He likes the hits. Well, he just likes classic dad rock, right? And and I'm supposed to like that too. You know, like everybody's supposed to like that. But I am a asshole and I don't like that, you know? And uh I he always was bummed about corn and stuff. But what he would do to try to get me like into a different kind of music is he would like I'd be like, I, you know, I think, I think David from Corn's one of the best drummers out there. I'd be talking to my dad about it. You know, I'm sure he was just like <laughs> inside his heart, like he, dropped and stuff. He's never even heard of Neil Peart. <laughs> well, that's what he said. He's like, yeah, well, I guess you've never heard of Neil Peart. And I was like, um, who's he? And then he probably got sad about that too. And then he's like, Rush, um, you can't really say he's not the best drummer in the history of music because he has a PhD in percussion. Wow. And I was like, that is, must be that like my, uh, alienation from my dad, like, like my need to be completely different from him must be why I like got into punk later on in life and why I was like into corn and ICP and rap music and shit, because it, why the skill level of the musician never mattered. It just never in my life right. did I go through a phase where like, oh, fucking Joe Satriani, dude. He can right. fucking play a lot of riffs at the same time. Is, is that like what it is? <laughs> like I never cared about He knows that. his scales. A PhD in drumming. It's like, okay. I mean, that don't mean you're like a great drummer though. Right. Yeah, it doesn't get me off the dance. Rush goes. Get though. me on the dance floor. I like some Rush songs. I don't I know if you've ever Rush. heard this song, Roll the Bones. 
where they rap in it. Oh, that song's tight. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? No. You should listen to the rap and roll the bones. I wish we could play it because I would fucking rock that yeah, song. Yeah, fuck the live stream. A wise guy Floridian became the butt of the joke when he told a cop his name was Ben Dover and wound up behind bars. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. It blows, right? Uh, on November come, 6th. Come on. <laughs> On November 6th, um, according to an arrest affidavit, a Pinellas County Sheriff deputy told Andrew James Layton to leave Palm Harbor's John Chestnut Park since it closed at 6 p.m. Parks shouldn't close. That should be a tweet with the claps in it. It yes. goes really viral and everybody's talking about yeah. it. Public like it. parks shouldn't close. I'm done it with that. is public, okay? Why do they get to decide when I can be at the park? You should be able to be at the park at three o'clock in the morning. What harm does it do if you're in the park after the park closes? What's the big, they just don't want homeless people there. That's all it is. They don't want people sleeping there. Right. It's they always don't want people that. making it a home. Yeah. It was like that in Arizona. When everywhere in Arizona had different signs to aggressively keep homeless people from ever sitting down. Yeah. And <laughs> it was like if you have a ticket, but you don't have a final destination, you could be kicked off the train or right, something. Yeah. And like, how do they know? You know? Uh, so um, when the officer then asked the 22 year old's name so he could issue him a trespass warning, Layton responded, Ben Dover. Subsequently, he gave Deputy Baldwin the middle finger and got in the officer's face as if he was going to hit him, reads the report. Layton fled the scene, but got caught and was taken into custody. He was released on a $300 bond and now faces charges of resisting an officer and obstruction by a disguised person. Uh, he did end up getting fined $500. Uh, just way out of line. Way. And yeah. that is the fucking police. This is the third story. The first, like, it's kind of. You the, can't handle a fucking guy saying his name's Ben Dover. Yeah. Oh, he flipped me off. It was very disrespectful. He was rude. He was he disrespected the law. So what? A lot of people do. I know. It's a stupid law. That's the kind of thing where like those people with the thin blue line flags and stuff. I mean, honestly, if you talk to them, they would probably say he should have been shot. But like uh why do do even they believe that a guy should spend any time one night, two nights? spend $500 on a fine for something like that just for being in a park. He's a guy that's at a park after 6 PM. Yeah. And he, he said he fucks around and says his name is a fake name and he flips him off. And that's, is that really, is right. that really anything? They can't deal with that. Yeah. That's really nothing. That's not a problem. Yeah. That's how I feel. All right. Uh, I mean, and they get paid so much fucking money to do that. Too. Oh, I know. And they don't put up with shit. No. That's the thing. We they were don't talking have to about that. Any, they're in control. If they get bothered by it, if you become annoying to them, they can just fucking punch you, fine you, arrest you, beat you, shoot you. And fucking put your life on hold. Yeah. Right? Uh, one last cop story here. Uh, and this is from Portland, Oregon. Two demonstrators who threw a mix of horse lubricant and glitter at officers in downtown Portland have been sentenced to five days in jail and ordered to perform community service, according to the Multnomah County District's Attorney's Office. A jury convicted Robert Major and Tristan Rome. Romaine man on two counts of harassment Wednesday. Did you, did you they were sentenced Friday. You say horse lubricant? So yes, it was. Is which that it, 
Is that like when they're sticking ho- their hands up a horse's ass to impregnate it or something? It's either the, <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out because I think. Do you think horse? I don't know really horses what horse got. Maybe the, <laughs> horses got big enough dongs to get it done. <laughs> but I'm thinking about. I'm thinking at you know how in cows they always like you know reach their arm up there and pull all their shit out and yeah. then like shove their other arm up there. Yeah. Like to inseminate them, keep them constantly pregnant so they're making milk and shit. Yeah. That's what is that the type of lubricant? Like I don't farm, know. Farm lubricant. You can probably get it in like a fifty gallon fucking bucket of farm lubricant. Yeah. The the I don't know. <laughs> the investigation began August fourth, twenty eighteen, during a Patriot Prayer rally and counter demonstration in okay. downtown P- Portland. A witness approached Portland officers and said counter demonstrators had. F- Four five-gallon buckets filled with an unknown liquid, along with water guns strapped to their backs. <laughs> These cops are so freaked too. It's glitter and lube. Yeah, that's all it is. It's, it's greasy. It sucks. I'll say this: I would not like yeah, that you're to be thrown on me. I'm gotta, also you... not getting in the middle of like exactly two groups that hate each other. You know, I'm not fucking putting myself in a situation to get horse lube and glitter thrown on me. And we've said this a million times about the police, but they are supposed to be the face that comes between me and somebody's fist. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I see them as. That's what they say they are, right? Right. right. You know, uh, the officers approached Major and Romine Mann and asked them to remove the lids to the buckets. The officers reported seeing a slimy substance in the bus- buckets and asked the <laughs> subjects to dump them out. <laughs> Investigators said Major and Romine Man instead threw the liquid onto the officers <laughs> and they ran away. <laughs> Only five days. <laughs> I, I mean, but listen to the way. I know that I'm they not going to say it's okay, but like, fuck, that is such like you have such a rush of emotion when you're getting authoritized, when you're being told no, you can't do that, and you're just. You're going to pick up the bucket and you're thinking about how disappointed you're about to be to watch this fucking horse lubricant and glitter just get rolled down the gutter, right? I mean, part of me and feels like it was it. satisfying. But no, that's sure. what no, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean is like you're thinking about how much it's going to suck that you didn't get to use this. And then you're just like, well, I hate the fucking police and they're <laughs> right here. It would be perfect if I just threw it on them. And it's one of those schoolyard type kid feelings where you just like fucking do it you know just throw it all over them right if the cops didn't go over there and become a fucking problem then <laughs> right. that would have gone all over a proud right. boy or something that's true you know that's true that could have went all over a nazi but i just want to say uh because you know you said only five days but it, like for me it's like I, why why even any days but i get like I mean, but but so here's how they justify the days if so, but if i don't know i well, I don't know. I don't, th- am I going to be controversial? I, I mean, mean, if you throw horse lube all over me, I'll beat the shit out of you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's but kind you're, of. You're not going to take five days from their life and right. put them in a jail. Right. And then also have them do community service, go through the court system, pay court costs. Yeah. Fuck with them financially. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I, if you throw horse lube and glitter on me, I'll fight you. Right. But I, it's not going to. Like me fighting you I mean, isn't going to ruin your they're life. They're heroes, and uh, 
they're heroes for sure. For the officers. I hope they got their shit taken care of. We need to find out and make sure yeah, that go they got me. their lawyers taken we should. care of. Yeah, for sure. For I'll the officers it. who had just been covered in a substance they didn't recognize, it was a violent and dangerous situation. Yeah. It was terrifying See, for them because they did not know if the liquid was going to hurt them. I don't want to mess with that. They're going to say it's like fucking, it's going to say it's Agent Orange or Napalm or Fentanyl. Right. The, well, but they always expected to what be some kind of poisonous acid or some shit well, like that. I was thinking about this, man. You know how you know that common post of like the guy that's like, I was at the gas station tonight and I finished pumping my gas, but then I saw you and uh you know that you were all alone and it was late night and we were in a shifty neighborhood and I stayed for an extra twenty five minutes while you drank your coffee because I got your six. You know those posts? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like those are something where I'm like, the thing is, is that nobody is nobody really is outright attacking the police. Like they live pretty comfortably yep. on their own. When they go and start shit with people, all of a sudden they get shit, just like everybody else that would get shit if you start shit with people. You're jumping in people's shit. Like they get killed when they go and try to stop people from like making money on a fucking drug deal or something. They try to throw somebody in jail forever for stealing a car. That's when they get killed. Right. And and they always uh, when something like this happens, which is humiliating, Nobody it's what just really, rolls up and kills them at a gas station. No. And what really happens, glitters them on regular day on the job. Well, and what really happened with this glitter was humiliation. And yeah. that's the thing that bothers me about it is humiliating a cop shouldn't carry a jail sentence at all first of all and like we all get life is fucking humiliating dude yeah it is a humiliating life and when cops get humiliated for some reason they're like it could have been deadly please respond on twitter instagram facebook whatever it is let's think of a good what would be an alternative punishment for throwing a bucket of a horse lubricant and glitter on somebody that wouldn't be jail time i mean if they if the if if they threw it on those cops right and then the cops like took their belts off with the guns and took all their weapons off. And they were like, we're just fucking going to go at it now. <laughs> fight now. I would be totally a hundred percent. Like that's what should happen when a cop gets humiliated is they should have to take their weapons they get beat and up. all their stuff and Dude, hand it. it and put it in the car. And then now we're going to fight. You humiliated my honor. Now me and you are going to fight. There will be no ill consequences if you win. It's just, I'm humiliated. This glitter is all over me. This horse cum or lubricant or whatever is all over me. That's it. That's what I think should happen. There you go. I mean, like all cops are bastards and cops fucking suck. Uh, But again, what did you say? You said if somebody threw that on me, I would fight them. Right. And you wouldn't hit them with a bat. No, no. And you wouldn't throw them in the back of your car and take them to fucking jail and, you know, get them fined. Cause they're talking about fucking making the people pay for the cop uniforms. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to ruin your life for some shit like that. For this sure. is just, to me, this is just something that could just be handled. Like yeah. right there on the spot. It doesn't need to continue on. And, and we they don't need the harrowing us. story. Of, oh, what if that was anthrax or something like that, you know? Because it wasn't. They weren't throwing fucking poison on them. They threw lube on them. That's it. Yeah. Fucking cops, man. And also, uh, for real, though, like, they probably could get paid for the cleanup. I mean, they're on, like, the job. 
They have to get paid, right? They have a good union. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, they can none go. of that stuff is It like... doesn't even matter. It's just like, well, shit. Now I don't have to stand outside in the hot fucking sun. Yeah, get the rest of the day I'm off. just going to go know? claim a traumatic experience and get the rest of the fucking week off. All right. We have a couple more things we need to do here. And then we have, a, a, since I'm depressed today, I needed to get something on the show that makes me feel good, you know? So at the end of the show tonight, we're going to uh, listen to Mike Rowe talk about emojis. Oh, no. So- <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> well, I'm depressed. I need to yell at somebody, Brett. Jeez. Ooh, I want to let you know if you're uh, the zine, the the sticker coming out with the zine and with the stuff from the store, we're going to make those Mike Rowe is on the shit list stickers. Oh, cool, for cool, sure. cool. Is, uh, are people in the chat mad? Cause I said the cops should have to fight fair in a fair fight. I just want to make they sure said that they can't fair fight fair because they're all slippery now. But I mean, that's what happens when you throw, right? Well, but Hey, see, here's the fucking thing. If it, if it is a fight and you're saying, okay, well, they can't get a hold of the cop because it's slippery. That's your fault for throwing lube on the cop. You know, and if we lived in a fucking society, yes, <laughs> if we lived in a world where this was the way you handled the issue, then I'm sure they wouldn't have thrown lube on the cops. They would have thrown glue or something. <laughs> so that's all. Yeah. Um, next thing we're going to do here. Uh, yeah, we'll find we'll find the fundraiser for them too, and make sure they get something. Yeah. The next thing we're going to do here is uh, we want to, you know. Uh, the Democratic nominees were in Iowa this week. Okay. And they were doing rallies. Okay. And uh, each one of them got entrance music. What about the emojis? We're going to do that at the end of the show. Oh, like, you got me revved up for the emojis. We're going to do the emojis here in a few minutes. I, I have some interesting uh, I have to, I have to, I have some interesting Democratic news, too. So I had the first candidate that ever spoke to me. Oh, you had one speak to you? Yeah. Oh, tell me. For the first time... Ever, I got a targeted ad that made complete sense, and it was from Kirsten Gillibrand. Oh, Gillibrand that wants to legalize marijuana federally. And oh, I was okay. like, this is like the best sponsored ad I've ever I gotten. Think she's mean. Is she the mean? She's, no, that's, that's Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure she's an awful person, but I just thought it was interesting that she was like, make weed legal. I was like, all right, well, that's good. <laughs> I do like that one. Okay. So uh, they came out to a different theme song. Yes. Politicians are corning. Uh, uh, they're very obvious, right? I, you know what I always think about when I think of political music, the only song I think about is don't stop thinking about tomorrow <laughs> by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. I guess and those Democrats dancing all corny to like getting excited. Uh, Ooh, drinking, yeah. drinking a Michelob Ultra. Yeah. Clapping uh, like, like up by their ear. So, uh, let's, let's go through these. Um, who do we got? Cory Booker, Cory Booker. Kind of music. Let's do genre of music. What kind? What is genre of music? So corny, dude. I've seen him on like Instagram and Facebook Live with like his fucking big face. Like everybody's face is big, but like just his face and how he talks. He is such a bland person. He is so uninteresting. He's a dork too. Such a nerd. Yeah, like enormous dork. What do I think he's into? I feel like he's going to overcompensate and do something kind of edgy to prove that he's not a geek that wears a sweater around his waist. Oof. I feel bad for you for making that choice because it was Lovely Day by Bill Withers. Oh, I love that song. He's my my guy. (laughs) I'm way more on his side 
you know that's a weed smoker thing too right <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't I don't love that song. I mean, oh, that's one of the I best don't songs hate ever it. made. I don't hate Bill Withers. I oh, don't I have listen any to problem. that song. That's a song that I go back to all the time. That's really, honestly, in our household, if someone is depressed, I will turn that song on and try be corny enough about it that it like turns the day around. Sometimes, <laughs> really, it's a good song. So the next one is Slaw Saulwell, Saul. one of the white guys. Who is that? One of the whites. Um, and he picked Rodney Atkins, caught up in the country. Okay, that sounds like you know. I mean, chew some tobacco or something. Well, some, I'll dude, read... like make a real fucking stance. Roll coal or something. Don't <laughs> don't play some corny. He's a Democrat, song. he can't roll coal. But here's Ugh. the lyrics to uh, "Caught Up in the Country." If you just want a little of it, square bales, flat beds, clothesline, sunset, sky blue, barn red, wind chimes, front porch, good dogs, wood floors, work boots, open doors, and miles and miles of John Deere green. Freedom far as I can see, a road to run and room to breathe. That's who I am, and I'll always be. I never heard this song. I'm just guessing that's how it sounds. <laughs> That's a kid's book. That sounds like a kid's book. That sounds like a kid's book. With them fields of gold and cotton rows, that never-ending sky, I'll take it slow and easy, roaming this life, Ooh. caught up in the country. Oh, so it's just... That sounded like an American flag hashtag. It did. Group of hashtags. <laughs> this is not a good song. Barry San Bernie Sanders. Barry Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Barry Sanders would be cooler. Bernie Sanders, Sanders did Power to the People. But not the good one. It's on the nose. It's just a little. I like the, the Shy Lights version better. Okay, I don't know. I don't like the John Lennon bullshit or whoever. You think he did John Lennon? Yeah, he did. Whoever. How do you, they didn't say? Let me check. To he did. He definitely people. didn't do the Shy Lights. I, I can't see him doing that. Ah, uh, he doesn't have the. Gun. Well, he's from Shy Town, isn't he? Oh, Holy Ghost Tent Revival. That's the version he did. We'll do more. Yeah, you want to hear it, man? I like Holy Ghost Tent Revival. I mean, it's a you little... You want to hear it? It's a little Instagram hokey, but, I mean, I'm down for that. Here we go. I'm, I'm a city boy that likes some Good. country shit. In this world, if we It's work a corny together, version. Unfun Joey no. confirmed it's a very corny version. What we need version. to do is we need to come together as oh people. Oh, my God. What They're all doing? dressed like birds. We need to They're sing correct. together as people. We need to be able to use music. Doing? I hate this. What's doing? Form. Oh yeah, they have like weird wigs on. He did this. For, wait, this is the verse we used. This is the song. We're gonna move this country forward. Okay. Bad idea. No, I'm not doing that. Come on. Um, but <laughs> see, and this is like the guy that called in on the call-in show that tried to be Bernie Sanders. Right. Like, you gotta just. I don't know. Tulsi Gabbard. Work it differently which is a crazy tulsi gabbard. gabbard is she's a, oh i remember she's her. like the glenn greenwald candidate yes she, yeah i kind of vibe with her a little she bit. did uh no i do not sure. um no we're ain't we're no different. mountain high enough yeah i'm not Corny. That, that turned me off another yeah. cornball thing it's a good song but Buttigieg, right oh what's he gonna be uh what would Buttigieg be never giving up by bachelor you know that song no, that no. Bachelor? Like what bachelor? There's an artist named Bachelor? I guess, dude. Let's okay. look it up. I don't hate it. Oh, they're great. No friggin' lyrics it, for this. Is song. it like club music? Uh it doesn't have the it, it doesn't have the thing. What music bachelor. would you use? Ooh, if you I came out? No. Can I, I can I say I what I would use? Song. 
I, you know what I would do? Waiting for the Man by Lou Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Velvet Underground. You Always run. wanted how, to walk many, out to that song. How many minutes would you let it run on before you came? Go out? to Lexington. One, two, five. Feel sick and dirty, more dead than alive. That's how I would come out to. That would be tight. Harris. Kamala Harris came out to work that by Mary J. Blige. Okay. Good choice. Delaney. Who's Delaney? Probably Rob, Rob Delaney. Rob Delaney for president. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been everywhere by Johnny Cash. I just bad. I I don't yeah. even like that song. A guy wearing a suit playing that is just like go to the golf bar and shut the fuck up. Yeah. When he says I've been everywhere, he means he's been to like every country club in the country. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been to every Hilt Garden Hilton Garden Inn in uh, the United States. Inslee. I have a lot of miles. This is a good one for you. Inslee. Inslee. I don't know who that is. I don't. Not probably a, either like a white dude or a white woman, and it is Mr. Blue Sky. That's the killers, right? No, that's Mr. Bright Eyes. Oh, uh, what's Mr. Blue Sky? Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, I, I thought the killers was like for Cause sure. Because I'm Mr. Blue Sky. I like Blue Sky. I would change the lyrics. Electric Light Orchestra. Yellow. Yikes. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> okay, now we're vibrating at the right frequency. <laughs> I'm at ELO. Vibrating at the right frequency. <laughs> yeah, I fuck with the ELO. Good as hell is what Gillibrand came out to by Lizzo. That's kind of cool going, coming out by Yeah, to that's Lizzo. a fun one. My know, wife that's is, a good song. My wife loves Lizzo. Lizzo. She well, Lizzo's great. Lizzo. I love Lizzo, too. Myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, Ryan. That song is good. Ryan. Who, I don't know who Ryan Rex is. Rex Ryan? Uh, Jake Ryan, I, I don't Jack Ryan Paul from Ryan? the show. Old Town Road came out to that, which is just like womp womp womp. A month late, yeah. a month late. That's it. Old Town you Road. You had seventy two hours to do that. I know. Old Town Road was now Lil Nas Kids X. Bop yes. music. Yes, I like Lil Nas X. I ain't got Lil shit Nas on. X still a a gem, but the song is you can't use it. Oh Yang. Yang. Oh no! I know Yang chose the best song. I know he I came out the Return of the Mac, which which is, we've come out to that song. We have too. Well, I always want it. Whenever we used to come back before we were streaming, Return of the Mac, probably we were, one of the best entrance songs you could ever pick. Yeah, Williamson picked Higher Ground, probably the Stevie Wonder version. Hope to God, not the Chili Peppers one. Elizabeth Warren picked Nine to Five, which picking Dolly Parton is very fucking cool. Good choice. Elizabeth Warren. Sometimes she likes them suits too. She wants to go back to sh shoulder pads in the suit yeah elizabeth warren sometimes i'm like not the not the worst case oh, scenario yeah not the worst case scenario i guess yeah, she's awful uh disgusting reptilian congressperson still she's still the enemy because she's the united states government yeah sesta fosta but uh, uh yeah for the most stuff. part i've when people are like I, I wouldn't complain about it if it was if it's I mean if it has to be if it's going to be joe biden or elizabeth warren i know i have a choice i would make there you know yeah uh, Hickenlooper, uh, Good great, Life by great One Republic. Hickenlooper stink. Hicken He's been Looper. driving around in a minivan too much. <laughs> Hickenlooper. Where do you actually... know One Republic at? Well, how do you find out about One Republic? I don't know. He's the governor of Colorado. Oh. Oh, he hates weed though. Don't like. Really? He's not a weed guy. No. Uh, Klobuchar came out the bullpen by Dessa. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that kind of fits her mood. I, I don't know it. I would have thought she would have come out to don't tread on me by Metallica. Dessa or Odessa? <laughs> or so be it. Dessa. 
Bullock came out to Small Town. That's a Texas. I was born in a small town. That's a good one. Odessa is a band. De Blasio came out to Rudy Can't Fail. I don't know who sings Rudy Can't Fail. Rudy Can't Fail? It seems like a weird song for a New York mayor to come out to because... uh, Oh, it's The Clash. I hate those guys. I've never liked The Clash. Uh, Bennett came out to The Rising by Bruce Springsteen, which is just like a post 9-11 song that everybody got like really into. How long did they let that go? That that song is so fucking long and obnoxious. Get on the (laughs) But after 9-11, they would just play that song on everything, on sports, like crazy. Yeah. And finally, Beto O'Rourke came out to Clamp Down. Right. The Clash again. Yeah. Two Clash guys. Yeah. Which is interesting because this is, you know, watching all of the heroes of the past, like, become bland and part of the establishment and get consumed. And, I mean, it's going to happen to, you know, a lot of the people now that are cool, too. I'm just not. I'm not us. Right. Not us. No, we don't make music, actually. Well, but (laughs) no, but still, I mean, we could go a different route if we wanted to make more money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get get it. We could use our talents to make money. Yeah. That's what um I'm reading that book uh our band can be your life yeah. about like indie rock from 81 to 91. It's very interesting because there is real really popular major label stuff and bands that like lost everything by going to major labels and then these small bands that just did whatever they wanted and didn't have to worry about all of the failings of being a gigantic fucking yeah. like major label part of the monoculture in the getting ground up by that shit. Well, just know? putting a, a, a corporation on your shoulders almost. I mean, I know well, that like a, these corporations don't live or die by them, but they do expect a certain amount of like well, compliance and success. I yeah. Guess. And there's a, I mean that I shared it, I shared it, but there was a quote from that, from Mike Watt from a Minutemen, where he basically said was just like, you know, once they make a genre out of something, it's easy because then marketers can just fucking lean on it. And it's just another part of a thing that people spend money on. And there isn't any. Yeah. There's no more danger to it and shit yeah. like that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And this this shit just becomes like, you know, so what if you like that fucking song about Sandinistas or whatever? You don't care about it today. You don't live up to the ethics of this music. Like you're just virtue signaling signaling in like the worst way. You don't have any intentions to live up to crass or fucking whatever shit that you claim you're into. Right. No, I mean, you're not, I mean, if you're running for president, you're not, you're not, you're not out Joe Strummer. No, exactly. Yeah. One last, uh, one last thing before we get to micro, uh, I just saw this meme today and I think it's great for street fight. Uh, there are two types of employees, Brett. There is the just a job employee who does just enough to keep their job while complaining about what's not fair or right at work. <laughs> Me, I would say. Um, and then there's a team player works positively together with everyone to get the job done the best way possible. So uh, team players suck. Just a job guys rule. All right, here we go. It's time. Mike Rowe was on Tucker Carl. Ah, hey, Jesus. I just Jesus. created a professional Jesus my Christ. Business. Why do you do this to me? Uh, so uh, Mike Rowe was on Tucker Carlson's show. Uh, this is an older one. Uh, like I said, I'm depressed today. I just, I don't know. 
I'm just having a rough one. My car's broke down. My bank account's getting just swallowed up. Uh, and I'm sad, basically. Um, so let's take a shit on uh, Mike Rowe. Yeah, that sounds great. Tucker's only doing one segment. I don't know what that days. is. So here's a recent conversation he had with Mike. Okay, Rowe. right on, dude. Mike Rowe, great to see you. Nice to see you. So emojis. Yeah. There is a brand new suite, assortment of emojis, a new typeface wow. of emojis. Yeah. God. Teenagers across America are excited. I sense this is bad. I can't articulate why. <laughs> so, oh God, here we go. <laughs> Here's what happened. It's like, I, it seems new like... emojis. Tucker Carlson says, I found these emojis. This is bad, right? There's, I, you know, teenage girls are having fun. So a medium, like, I have to stop this. What is wrong with we, them, how dude? How can we put some restraint on this? What is wrong with emojis? Um, What's the Kids problem? are enjoying themselves. People are having fun. It's a nice time. They want to be the wet blanket on everything. They're right. conservative. Let's let's rein it in. Let's not talk too much with pictographs. No eggplants you know? and what about a handwritten water? letter? Why don't you handwrite out? I'm laughing out loud right now in response to your last text that you sent through the mail. I mean, I personally do not see any problem with emo. I don't understand. How you could be angry about emojis. They're fucking wonderful. Yeah. That's one thing. I mean, they're not. I never, I was, ne I mean, I, I saw a lot of old guys say like, men don't use emojis. You can't use emojis. I'm like, these things make so much sense because I'm tired of like thinking up a word to fucking write out to respond to everybody. I'd rather just send a googly eyed emoji. Yeah. I'm ambivalent on them. Yeah. I could live without them, but I also don't mind them. I use them They've sometimes. improved my life. I use them. Hey, you know. Plus, the peach one looks like a butt. Uh, let's see. What? Well, as I understand ancient history, I think we started with... Oh, yeah? Yes. Cuneiform. It appears as though we may have gone full circle. What? No, that's not <laughs> so what happened. So wrong with that, man? They harness I mean, the power of crystal energy. They're still words. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? He's like, it appears we've gone full circle. It's like, well, we're not communicating solely in well, emojis, Mike. Now, <laughs> instead of writing out 28 characters to indicate that we're having a good time, people are sending one pictogram. I mean, I'll say this too. There are like the, the crying laughing emoji depicts something that's saying LOL or that's really funny. Okay, you couldn't say these guys would hate LOL too. So yeah, they were already mad. They were mad about <laughs> emoticons too. Yeah. So what? They didn't like LOL. What do you say when it's so when something is really really funny? The crying laughing emoji. It no, just makes you sense. just no no. You light up your pipe, you sit in your chair, <laughs> and in your text message that you use perfect grammar in, you just say like. I am really having an uninhibited fit of joy at the verbose use of thoughts that's <laughs> happening between us right now via communication. You think uh, Mike, you really got to let them know how you feel. Mike Rowe has like a big feather quill he does. stylus that he, he has like hooked up to like an electronic <laughs> pad. He writes all of his texts to people on a quill. Yeah, absolutely. He does. <laughs> oh, dearest uh, person. <laughs> 
Go, don't go to college and don't follow your passions. Dearest Grubhub, I would like to exchange the coupon code Gimme Gimme for 15% off my first order. Please respond if that is okay. Post haste. Post haste. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy is, um, you know, he calls people on the phone. He calls his niece. He calls like his third niece, and she and his he, niece hates he, him. Right, he has hear him from. He him. has like on his wall like his whole family tree, and he knows all the people. He, you know what, uh, Danielle, you're graduating high school, but there's a lot more ahead of you. And then he goes into like some diatribe and starts pledge. talking to her. Yeah, about like <laughs> what it's gonna take to get by, and about how she could work for free, and uh, you know, do whatever it takes, and. Uh, He's really that much of an asshole all the time. <laughs> uh, righteous indignation we can whip up over the emojis, but I am I am troubled uh, by their quantity. I oh, mean, there are on. there are hundreds of these things. Yes, and they seem to have assumed every possible expression. That is a bad thing, I think. Right? Oh yeah. my God! There's hundreds of choices for telling people how you feel. People, yeah. I mean, <laughs> You know, people, uh, they would write out H-O-T-D-O-G. Now they simply use a fucking picture. It's ridiculous. People aren't expected to know how to spell hot dog anymore. <laughs> you know, Every they added burritos. Feeling seems to now be accessible. Stop. This endless pile of emojis. And yeah, I, I'm horny, I motherfucker. Know, Here's my eggplant and squirt. You know, emotions in the human condition. I want to go back a second. Just... Because I, I think you might have missed this. Let's uh let's go back about two seconds here and I want you to listen to what he says here. The human condition. But now we have to choose which one to use to express ourselves and to whom Give and me a little when. bit more. So I'm not sure we've simplified. Go back. Like here more we go. Than two seconds. I, I I didn't know A, there was that many, you know, emotions in the human <laughs> oh no oh no michael how old are you ourselves and to whom you're an old man you haven't we've simplified are you as many emotions as emojis mike are you okay is that you don't have a wrong? down arrow emotion <laughs> are you telling me you don't have a question mark emotion <laughs> you don't have an airplane emotion i've never like he he thinks i can out emotion emotions. i can out emotion all of those pictures the human brain is far superior. There are it? six feelings you can have. There is anger. There is wanting to go to work. There yeah. is crying, which you shan't do. You're doing the privacy of your bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's the one he feels the most. Is He's like, in the bathroom crying. I don't know. Is NUI a really a thing? I don't know if I'm forlorn that much. He went on TV. I never get too crazy eyes about much these days. I wonder what he thinks the emotions are. Now I want to get him on the show and ask him what the he emotions are. He thinks people are, are saying, for, your head didn't really explode like a nuclear bomb went off on it and the top <laughs> flipped off of it. You didn't really actually feel like that when you said that. He, he said I didn't know there were that many feelings and emotions. <laughs> Open up your heart, Mike. <laughs> I know. He needs Find it. Find them. They're he in you help. already. Like, 
Nobody, like, <laughs> you, the emojis aren't going to explain the emotion to you. You just feel them for other people. Micro like, thinks just the two emotions are happy and hard work. <laughs> right, right. That's <laughs> what he thinks. Working and happy to be working. That's <laughs> <laughs> working and work, happy working, working and happy to have a job. Like yes. if I'm not working, I'm just happy to have a job. Yeah, yeah. Gratitude to my boss. Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> That's it, right? Like, there's gratitude and then getting mad at people times, when they don't have gratitude. How many motherfuckers watching this right now have gone to the emojis and been like, none of these, I don't feel like this at all. None of these emojis display what I'm feeling right now. Like, you ever hope that there's an emoji? Yeah. Like, yeah. sometimes you type in anguish and it's like nothing comes up. And you're like, I thought there was one of them. Yeah, right? yeah. I get bummed when there's not a, a one that, like, uh, what's the one? I don't like the sorry emoji because it's just a straight face, uh -huh. you know, which also to me indicates not funny. Right. Like what you just said is not funny. But I, I, I don't know. There's a few of them that, yeah. There, there, there should be more. There should be a hundred more. There's so many feelings. It does seem like they're bypassing language. No, it doesn't. That, it doesn't feel that way at all. We have the biggest language in the history You're of language. Right. English. Yeah. More words than it's, any other language ever said, had. It's making it faster. Yeah, and more concise. I know. <laughs> Nobody's solely communicating with emojis. They don't Not a single it... person. Well, I heard a, a college student turned in a paper that was written with all emojis. <laughs> <laughs> These campuses are saying that kids should be able to express themselves in whatever language they want, including wingdings. <laughs> Why are people choosing not to use I, I, Now we got to go back big. again because Tucker has to go into... I love Tucker's fake ass hair. Whatever that fucking pony hair is on his head. Here he comes. Here he comes. Of hair that just lays across his head, man. Here he goes. This we're gonna have this. Bypassing oh, language. Mike Rowe is such <laughs> an asshole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We have the biggest language in the history. We have of the language, biggest language in the More history of language, language Brad. Do we? Why are people? Choosing I don't know. I really don't. I know. think. Again, this is the theory. theory, but I think this this theory. general assault on conventional norms of work, which we've yes. talked about an ad nauseum before, has, has kind of bled over out. into a kind of assault on the lexicon. So it's like Velcro shoes. A little bit. Yeah. Right. See, again, it's nothing to get angry about, but it's it's unnerving. It's disconcerting to look down and see Velcro when you expect laces. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> that is a weird feeling. That That is an odd thing that he's talking about. There's probably an emoji for being disconcerted by Velcro. There is. <laughs> like, what is wrong with... Listen, I don't wear Velcro shoes. And I think that slide-on shoes are better than Velcro shoes. But... No, he's pro He's right, though. He, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's proving... He doesn't know what he's proving, but he's proving his own... He's proving... He's proving the point because Velcro shoes are readily available for everybody that wants to avoid tying their shoes. Yes. And the number one shoes being sold, the num top 25, the top 100 shoes that are being sold have fucking laces on them. They might be slide on. There might be some slide on. That's a difference. Nobody's wearing Velcro shoes. It's the same way as like maybe there is one person that is just typing and talking solely in emojis. They've chosen the Velcro shoes of communication. I don't even know if you can buy Velcro shoes anymore. Oh, yeah. Come on. Well, Walmart okay. still sells shoes. Okay, Walmart. But who's wearing them? Payless. 
Okay, from so now a lot on, of people wear them. I'm gonna check. I mean, I they're you, easy, man. They were just like they're easy. <laughs> they're easy. You get some. Vans, I used to wear though, them when too. I was in high school. Yeah, they were so bad. They were like ten dollars from Walmart, and I used to wear them. And, and uh, just, this teacher was so bothered by it. She was like, "Why do you wear those shoes?" I was like, "I don't know, because people think they're horrible." What's the problem? It makes people laugh. What What makes them so mad about Velcro? What What is the what is the the reason? It's loud as fuck. I love it though. I love. <laughs> yeah, I just don't see a reason to care if people aren't. No, I mean, there's lots of good ass three stripe. There's lots of good Velcro yeah. shoes. I've had cool Velcro shoes in my life. But I don't think that says anything. Them sandals I want are Velcro as well. Yeah, I don't think that says anything about your work ethic or or well, you're easy. What you, you have you in your life? You didn't lace up the shoes. I yeah. Don't know. Well, that's fine though, right? I mean, that's, I mean, work yes, smarter, not harder, right? Oh, well, he doesn't believe the end of days, but it is troubling because you have to ask regarding emojis, what, what is next? I mean, just grunts, interpretive dance. I mean, what, I mean, <laughs> right, look. I mean, he, he's fucking insane. If he, these people are just so shut off intellectually and they all pretend like they're, L, they're vibrating on some higher level and they're not because kids are having a hundred conversations simultaneously all day long with emojis, with pictures, with written word. It's way beyond anything that this motherfucker did when he stayed in his house and listened to the Lone Ranger on the fucking radio <laughs> with his brother, right? Yeah. Well, and, and why is it this look? Why can't they look at this like emojis are an add on to language? Why it is. are it's emojis like a, taking away no, from language it, to them? It's a bone, it, like it's more advanced language. It is, it's another thing. It, it, it is pictures that describe a number of words at times, yeah, you know. Like, I and don't know what it is. You can establish emojis. You can establish your own emojis with other people. Like, it transcends words. You have, like, special language where when you send a combination of emojis that only somebody else understands. This, and it doesn't mean you're like not such, talking. This is such dim bulb thinking. This is such, <laughs> such a small-minded world where it's like, we need to really shut off all this extra talking people are doing these days. They're having the kind of thoughts I don't like. <laughs> Start talking about how they don't get enough at work. <laughs> they want to live their own true lives. You know, they think they shouldn't be working 60 hours a week. It's just... He's a fucking grandpa. He looks like a motherfucking Florida-ass grandpa <laughs> that has been cooked by the sun and is just raised in hell by some fucking clapboard shed. He, this guy's a moron. He didn't this, wear the hat, though. He didn't wear, like, a, a dad hat so he could look like he's been working all day this time. Well, he, he, paid, he took some pills or something for his hair. Oh, he probably... Yeah. We, we don't know. Grown people are now communicating with texts that say, you know, you are great, but great is G. Are they really? Eight, right? I mean, we don't. We're, it's like the language and mnemonics. Well, here's we're the all thing. Hooked on phonics again. Well, here's the thing, Brian. Someday Thomas Jefferson's going to come back from the dead, and he's going to make us do a spelling test, and then you're going to be real <laughs> fucking sorry that you didn't spell "you are great." all fucking letters right doesn't language always like keep changing because we learn new for ways smart people like I'm, from what i've heard from people that have like phds in linguistics and shit way beyond me i don't think that they're scared of this at all i don't no. think that it doesn't seem like people are getting stupider i feel like 14 year olds now have access to everything in the world and are turned on to too much like 14 year olds smarter than i was when i was 28 exactly right now. <laughs> there you go
They can't admit that. Combined, though. I don't. They're scared I don't know of what's it. happening, but they're scared that somebody serious, reads about history that says America did something wrong. They're fucking scared by it that you can go and do that. Well, and also, if you say fourteen-year-olds now are smarter than me when I was twenty-eight, then you have to then you have to like listen to their ideas, yeah. and you have to try to understand what young people are thinking. So for them, it's like let's. They're not. The, the world has passed these guys by. Yes. Language has passed these guys right. by. These guys are just they don't old want, well, guys complaining. They don't want to communicate, too. That's the thing. Is it's also it's communication is a two sided thing here. You can you can send a ghost emoji to your wife to mean like you're my boo, and she'll probably be more fucking interested in in uh, having sex that night. You know, you can you can communicate in a way. You can use this to your advantage and to reach out and have different kinds of relationship with people in your fucking life. They don't give a fuck about it. You can send your they're wife not, eggplant, squirt, 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 right. peach. Right. Like, yeah, come home ready to work it, right? Yeah, ready to jizz on your butt. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, that was It gross. happens. <laughs> but don't cut that out for the video, please. Yeah, no, tongue cat, wait, tongue cat, 6 p.m., it's an appointment, right? Yeah. Like you do like a calendar emoji, like you, like it's happening. Then that is a good use of emojis. That's, I would that's, argue, that's better. That's easier for me. I would argue that. Than typing egg, out, I want to lick your P word. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I would argue that eggplant. Oh, wait. What about I would argue that eggplant squirt is like sexier than like phone sex. Like I want to fucking tongue your cunt <laughs> yeah, you're real bad at it definitely for you for you, you that shouldn't. was impolite i just yeah, don't say that i've never had phone sex <laughs> yeah, before know so that. i everybody knows that <laughs> yeah. i just assume that's what it sounds like i guess See? i i don't know micro you could be tongue and cunt if also you know. jake don't cut that out either <laughs> um <laughs> tongue yeah, and cunt. i don't know i think that we just watched so for the bonus show before this we watched a greg gutfeld app only fox nation exclusive show yes we did and what is run so deep in these people is just anti-intellectualism to the core it's just so fucking obnoxious and boring to me that they're afraid to be open to new shit that's happening they're afraid because of emojis too you're, you, you you set yourself up for misery if you are going to say if people don't do things like the way they did when i was 20 30 years old, you're going to be miserable the rest of your life because there are things that will never be done that way ever again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You have tied yourself to like a boat of misery. They like, want verbal. I, I guess they like, they would rather have phone calls than texts where like, cause I think, when I was I mean, younger, I still, we talked to each other on the phone right. all the time, but it's like, I have a conversation an ongoing dialogue with my wife and daughter that I never would have had if we were just depending on, on, on talking Yeah, and talking on the phone. Like we've said before, it was mostly just, you would sit there and be like, uh, what are you doing? Like, Oh, I'm watching this show. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Watching this show. And then you would just be sitting there in silence until you thought of something to say. Yeah. Like as a kid, I would, instead of like, I would spend the same amount of time on Facebook six hours a day, but I would just be on the phone, like sitting, listening to other teenagers breathe into the phone. I know, I know, I know. Let's, let's, let's get further into this. What if 
this slow degradation of the language is actually there, not happening. Uh, a component of the uh, demise of soft skills. What's that mean, Mike? What, what are soft skills? Soft skills are those things that allow you not to take a phone call during a job. Nobody's doing that. To maybe pull your pants what? up, tuck your shirt in, yeah. shut oh, on time. Okay. You know, the basic things that many employers Bro, bemoan on. today that to seem to be conspicuously to lacking in much of the, uh, uh, you know, what you call the employable people looking for jobs, yeah. right? They're not. Mike. They're not using their words. Mike, you haven't <laughs> worked Mike. a job in 30 years, buddy. You Mike. haven't you haven't done jobs in a very long time, my friend. Mike, have you ever hired any? Like, are, are, do you have you ever done a job? And can you people imagine, are sucking listen. up for their jobs. Be, uh, people want to work more than anything. They're putting on their best fucking clothes they got. No, Brett, they're sagging. They're their spitting pants. their gum out. They're they're and talking they're on the phone. Giving you everything they want that you want. I don't think, and and maybe I'm wrong. But I highly doubt there is a new rash of people that answer phone calls during their job interview. No. I highly fucking doubt no. that. It's just, I don't think these things that he's worried about it's just, exist. He's making up a slippery slope. I yeah. mean, he, he, he made up a problem and then said this is a slippery slope into this. And uh, he gets a lot of money to do this. He does, And he yeah. gets to advertise respect Ford F-150s and shit. Well, I'll just say that he gets a kind of respect that oh, yeah. we would never get. No. That he gets a kind of respect. He he gets a respect that's like an apolitical respect where like oh, yeah. Donald Trump and Barack Obama both, both love him. Yep. You know what I mean? And yep. that's the thing that makes us nuts And the he's most. just an awful shithead. All right. And he, and, and like, the degree that's making people. That's the thing is that there's nothing, there is real, there's no, there's no real, um, there's no ideology, I guess, methodology. There's no, nothing that, that ties into what he says. He just drags it to a point that he has no evidence of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's yeah, like, well, he, he just, just says like people are using emojis these days. And if you think about it, that means they're also answering their phone during job interviews. Yes. Like that doesn't, that yes. doesn't mean that though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, while he's always able to turn it back to like these millennial to losers bad, don't know how to get a job. People are bad at jobs. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. They're not, they're not using their words. <laughs> To a degree that's making people excited about hiring them. Yeah, and that I know. Ultimately, is why the emojis got to go with the Velcro. How, how well, when I said to, I had a job application. I was, I had well, look, an interviewer uh, in there, and I said, I talk with, "Would you like yeah. to have this job?" And they said, "Hard eye emoji," and I just <laughs> SMDH'd. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. All right. Jesus Christ, micro! You piece that of ultimately shit. Ultimately, is why the emojis got to go with the Velcro. How, how how big a part of employment is that? Well, look, uh, he doesn't employ the people, people I talk with yeah. who are really trying to close the skills gap no. in their own part of the world. They say it's the it's the most critical. The most critical thing that nobody talks about is passing the drug test. <laughs> what? Wait, <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on a second. What happened? OK, what just happened? So the most critical this is thing. The, this is the business. He's he's what? Traveling around the country, doing dirty jobs, talking to managers. Well, he's this not is doing what he's dirty trying jobs. to say, right? He's talking to hiring right. human resources. The people now. I'm talking to. This is who he's talking to. And the biggest problem is passing drug tests. So let's see what his because one could say that the people that are failing drug tests are failing for weed, which is legal in a bunch of states and decriminalized in others because you don't fail for Coke. You don't fail for fucking pills. It's all weed. 
You know, it's the only thing that stays in your system for more than a couple days. Right. So let's see. Right. right. That's, that's just huge. That, that's half, more than half gone. But the thing that we often talk about with the skills gap is the lack of skill, obviously. But then we discuss the lack of will. That really what is that? It, but it's also the lack of soft skills. People what is just this? People don't know how to interview. This they don't know what to say. They don't know. It's basic. But the erosion of that which is basic has to be germane to whatever it is we think we're talking when about. He's a fucking shit. He said, <laughs> he said it's the lack of the soft skill, but it's also the lack of the will, but it's also the lack of the soft skill. That's yeah. what he said. He really just said that. Right, and the problem with what he's saying is, like, I, I, I'm going to come off like such a... I'm, I'm not a millennial. I think I'm Gen X. I'm going to come off like such... But, like, this idea that I have to sit down and put on a fucking show for some person and human resources... And it can't just be, this is who I am. This is what I do. I just, do you want to hire me or do you not? That is really what it, what I see an interview as being. We'll have a conversation. Well, and then at the end of the conversation, it's like, either you want me to come back and have another conversation? Like, I, I feel like a, a conversation gets to know somebody better than this fake fucking show you put on at a job interview that he wants the show. He he is saying, like, these fucking tyrants want you to come in in a fucking suit and say words you would never say and lie about well, shit and not and put on the show. And I don't see a point in putting on the show. I don't even think it's that, dude. I mean, I think what the, this what this guy is not willing to do is, to elevate the conversation is he's focusing on 19 to 21-year-olds that are still fucking children that yeah. probably don't know that maybe do have bad interviews and aren't very good in the workplace because they're still fucking kids that don't want to be trapped in a career for the rest of their life. What he's not willing to talk about is plenty of PhD people, master's degree, highly educated people that are working, that are asked to be doing it for free, that are 28 years old, that are 30 years old, that all of the people, the millennials that aren't fucking homeowners, that don't have careers or jobs that add up and are completely professional and mature adults yeah. that are working for $28,000, yeah. a year and making the best of it. He's just, he's ignoring all of that because some fucking 19 year old at a Culver's in uh, Minnesota <laughs> answered a phone and, and they told Mike Rowe about it. And that's True. what he's fucking mad about. Oh, and, yeah. it's, and it's bullshit. And it's an anecdotal story. It is. About a bullshit kid that right. is going to be different in three years and we'll be able to ace an interview. You right. know? And we don't, I mean, and there's no, there's the, there's not a stable income available for, for anybody, the right. educated people that have the will, people that are working all day long, you know, uh, you know, we just talked about earlier in the show, you aren't mentioning janitorial services at the Cinemark. Those people are working 60 hours a week. I think they have the fucking will to get ahead. And those are not, the types of jobs that don't matter to him. To him. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, McDonald's doesn't matter to him. He thinks you should move on right. past that. You know, you know, it's just, let, let's, uh, let's see what, uh, there's more of this shit. You could give job. And I know you do this, but if you could give Tucker job Carlson. advice to someone seeking a job. So we're looking for a Jim became out. a Republican. What, what kinds of counsel so would he, you give? Count, here I we would go. say, if you can, put yourself in the chair of the person considering hiring I you. can't do that. I am not that person. I am at the bottom. How the fuck would I know 
what that fucking person who arbitrarily makes up rules for what they do. I have do see, do I have heard so many fucking different things from so many different fucking people who do interviews that like who would ever even know what these people are looking for? You know, I've heard like, oh, you know, he shook my hand and it wasn't a strong handshake. He shook my hand and it was slightly too hard. Um, he sat with his legs crossed at the interview and I will never hire a person who sits with their legs crossed at the interview. There's all these <laughs> arbitrary reasons that people decide whether or not they're gonna hire you and if you fucking can't if you don't know those how do you put yourself in the shoes of the person that's doing the heart like how would you ever be able to know what that person's thinking somebody a bunch of people sent us that article about those hiring managers that throw a piece of can like a candy wrapper on the ground and pay attention to who picks up the candy wrapper right to pick their candidate how would you fucking know like how would you put yourself in a position of a fucking crazy person like that that makes their decision based on that. You know, these little fucking games and stuff. I'm not gonna put myself, I can't, I can't, I cannot, even though I even hire people now, but I don't have anything to do with the process. But other than saying like, ah, it'd be nice if, you know, here's a person. But I can't put myself in that position for a corporation or for a regular real job, you know, not a radio show, something else. I can't do that. I don't know how. He knows how because he's a fucking total management guy. He loves management. Let's uh see what's next. And say to them exactly what you would want to hear if you were them. Hi, it's great to be here. Here's the deal. Uh, I will be early every day. I will stay late every day. I will ask you what I can do every day to make your life simpler. If there's a difficult task, I will volunteer to do it. I will do so cheerfully. And two years from now, I'm going to be sitting where you are. Now, why would I say that? Because it would be a total lie. I'm going to show up 15 minutes late to work and I'm going to try to sneak out a half an hour early. If there is a hard task to be done, my plan is to like go to the bathroom when they're handing out those tasks. And uh, I want to kind of make, I want you to pull your weight. I'm not trying to make your life simpler. I'm just trying to get through the day and collect a paycheck. <laughs> Why would I lie and say that he wants you to say that stuff that nobody feels He wants you to be way. an ass kisser. Yeah, that is ass kissing. He wants you to lie. Yeah. <laughs> it is the so best way to get a job. Is lie. Yeah. I, lie, I agree. And, I, lie and give up your entire life to your employer. I'll see you tomorrow. Agree. What happened no, in a drug heartbeat. test necessary. You're hired. Right. <laughs> right. And then I give him a little smiley face and tell him to get up. <laughs> Micro, thank you. All right. There you go. Micro and Tucker, Tucker. is uh, a real fucker. Damping him, dabbing himself with a, uh, with a cloth right now. <laughs> Tucker's got the micro vapors. He's he, he's blushing pretty hard. Well, yelling at micro made me feel better about my car situation. So there's that. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, maybe I'll keep this other. I dumb dumb man. It's just crazy. It's like <laughs> he just rolled up into there like he's the expert on jobs. You know, like he's <laughs> just out there. He's just out there taking temperatures, right? He's just talking to managers. Hey, what the hell's going on with the employees these days, man? <laughs> and that is the uh, fucking point. I can't get one to pass drug tests. Yeah. I mean, you're right about that, too. I mean, that's the operative thing here is that 
He is talking to fucking managers. He doesn't care how the employees feel. They're like a, a fucking problem right. to him, you know? They're just, uh, oh, In the way. geez, these fucking... They should be trying to be managers. I mean, that's literally what he believes, is that every employee should try to be the manager. It's what they should be doing. Yeah. So next week, we might, uh, we're going to keep it in the uh, app. We're going to keep it in the show notes. We have Mike Rowe on safe spaces. Oh, fun. So uh, maybe we'll do a little more Mike Rowe next week. Uh, that was fun. It got a lot off my uh, stress meter. And uh, that's the show. Yeah, and uh, you know, we we have some merch coming out finally. We haven't done a shirt in a while. I'm going to try to make them happen pretty regularly if I can, but this is the kickoff. We got the Guys and Gals and Non-Binary Pals t-shirt uh, in heather gray and purple. You can pre-order it. That's how we do most of our shirts, basically, so we don't put a whole bunch of money on the line and overextend ourselves. We figure, you know, how we find out how many people are interested in it, so... If you pre-order it, this is going to be a lower price than what it's going to be later on. And uh, this is an expensive-ass shirt, uh, which is tough to do. I, I I, mean, like, I, Hem and Hall and I go back and forth, and people still complain about stuff, but, you it's, know. It's union. Right. It costs more because it's union-made. It, yeah, I mean, the shirt is made in America with union labor. It's printed with union labor. It's going to have a union bug on it. Um, the artist destiny design co, uh, she's out of Philadelphia. She gets paid for every single shirt. I'm not just paying her for the art. So every single shirt she gets paid for. And then, you know, it's funny, like this seems like, I think this is another thing that bothered me about this shirt is it seems just like a cash grab for like pride month or something, you know? And I had no idea that it lined up with pride. Like this is something that's been like a couple months in the making and it's finally happening, and then it seems like I'm taking take advantage, but uh, we're not. I mean, so, but we are going to donate ten percent of the money that you know after transaction fees. So, like you know, two dollars and some change per shirt is going to go to Mosaic uh, here in Columbus, Ohio. It's a wellness program, a community space for transgender and gender nonconforming and non-binary people of color, ages thirteen to twenty-nine. So. It's doing all of that for $28. And I've seen shirts on Redbubble and Tee Public and Teespring and all the other chintzy ass, cheap Chinese made, bad labor shit um, for $28. So head over to store.streetfightradio.com to pre order the shirt. We have it in Heather Gray and Purple, like I said. And it's the nice shirts too, it's like the American Apparel without like a dove charney like creepo once again uh purple heather gray made in america union made shirt guys and gals and non-binary pals it'll say street fight radio on the back as well so uh we're doing that until the end of the month you have until july 1st to order that shirt and get your get it in there and if you are one of the physical zine people i sent you a coupon in the patreon mail so check for that Thank you for supporting the show as always and being here every single week, even if you don't buy the shirt or subscribe on Patreon. You know, I still love doing this every single week. Me and Brian have a good time down here in the basement talking shit back and forth and hope you enjoyed it as well. You can find us on social media. We're Street Fight WCRS. You can find Brian on Twitter. He's at Murder Brian. I'm at Brett Payne, B-R-E-T-T-P-A-I-N on Instagram as well. 
Uh, we will see you on Sunday for the call-in show. Peace. This is where the party ends. I can't stand here listening to you and your racist friend. I know politics bore you, but I feel like a hypocrite talking to you and your racist friend. It was the loveliest party that I've ever attended. If anything was broken, I'm sure it This is where the party ends I'll just sit here wondering how you Stand by your racist friend I know politics for you But I feel like a hypocrite talking to you You and your racist friend Contents of the